1: Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could join us as well. We're excited to welcome back Dr. Velma Bagby to our broadcast today. The name sounds familiar. She's the author of the best-selling Catch series. She's released a brand-new book in the series that you guys will really love. It's called The Wrong Catch, She'll Tear Down the House. We're going to talk to Dr. Velma not only about the success of the series, but also dive into this new book. It's a lot of great, I think, stories in there I think that men and women will be able to appreciate. But we also will let you guys know what Dr. Velma hopes you will take away from the series and, of course, how to stay connected with her as well. Dr. Dr. Velma, always a pleasure to be able to speak with you. Thanks again for the time.
0: Thank you, Cyrus. It's always a pleasure to spend our time interviewing together, so I always enjoy myself with you.
1: Thank you for that. I appreciate it. So once again, congratulations on the success of the Catch series. As I mentioned, the newest book is also a bestseller. How does it feel, Dr. Velma, to have all three books in this series not only be well-received, but also to really get people talking about love and relationships?
0: I was so excited about it. I Of course, it's, it was a long, drawn-out year this year to get that book out. However, once the day concluded, I think I slept most of the next day. That's how exhausted I was. But it was kind of a, um, I, I did it. It's done. It's out there. It's it's well-received kind of a feeling. So I can breathe and I can rest. And so that's how I felt the following day.
1: Yeah, such a great thing. I love the fact that for those who have uh, been reading the the series from book to book, I think they will really love what you've done with this series, uh, Dr. Velma. Again, beginning with the catch no one wants, being able to show this great relationship between a father and daughter, that being Grayson and Veronica, and then, of course, being able to expand on there, being able to to share what they've learned in The Wrong Catch. Talk to us about The Wrong Catch He'll Tear Down the House. What has it been like for you to hear from men and women about what they think about this new set of stories and examples?
0: Well, both have said they're excited about it. Of course, the men, the male readers, were the ones that encouraged me to write a book concerning the wrong women to date because my first two books in the series focused on the wrong men to date. So I'm really grateful that the men reached out and I was able to talk to a few of the men to create the characters, got their input about some of their dating challenges to make sure that I was addressing some of the issues that were current and uh, that were on their hearts. And so I'm really excited about the results. Uh, some of the early readers have were, were, were just blown away by some of the stories. Uh, it's resonated with both married women as well as single women.
1: Uh, yeah. and
0: married men as well as single men. So I, I was excited to hear that and to hear their feedback.
1: I want to share some things from The Wrong Catch, She'll Tear Down the House, because I love the fact, as a guy reading this book, Dr. Vama, there's so many things about it I appreciate. Now, I will say this. Now, for those who have read The, the Catch No One Wants and The Wrong Catch, those were not men bashing books. They were definitely just showing, though, how that not all men, which is the truth, not all men, you know, are the right catch. You know, they're not the right one, no matter what you may think about them. But what I also love is how you were able to really have Grayson, Dr. Bellma, in The Wrong Catch, She'll Tear Down the House, really do get us to talk about the things that matter to us as men. And I love this. I want to read something that you wrote really early in the book. You you wrote this, Pastor Grayson then said to the men, let me pause right here. I want to be clear. We're not talking about perfection in her or you because there is none who are righteous and none who are perfect except Jesus. We will never be perfect. Don't get too critical about this process and don't forget to examine yourself so you can Mm -hmm. do the work. I want to talk about that because even though yes, this book is sharing with the guys, the women to look out for, and what you know, and who of course to to attract. It really is reminding us that both of us, both men and women, are work in progress. Why was that important for you to share in this book, Doctor Bama, about the importance of not just men out there looking for the right woman, but making sure that they were the right man?
0: I think it's because I've seen over time women blaming men for the predicament that they're in based on who they dated and what happened in that relationship. And I, I I know that men have also said the same thing, but they weren't as critical as the women have been. And I wanted to, just like in the first two books, make sure that I pointed them back to what was really Uh, important for them to do, and that is to examine your own part, examine where you are. That really is the key to it all. It isn't the fault of either party. It is your responsibility to make sure you've examined and truly examined your heart. For example, the complaint that I always um, meet the same type of man, the wrong man. Well, then that tells me there's something going on in you, that you're attracting the wrong man. And so that's why it was important, and it works also in 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 the case of the men, if you're attracting the same kind of woman, then that's a cue to you to examine what's happening in you, that your heart is attracting that kind of a woman, rather than the kind that you believe would make a lifelong mate. And so it, it was important for me to demonstrate that on both sides.
1: Yeah, such a great point, point. and I love the fact that Grayson goes on to say this, and I love this point because we as men can be guilty of this, but I love the fact that he addresses it by saying, our goal is to focus on the core of a woman's heart and what's at the core of yours. Whatever changes you make must make, you will do so with God's help, and it is the same for her. Brothers, we're fixers, but you cannot fix another person we're accountable right. to God to be transformed through his word. Some of us are better at yielding than others. I want to talk about that because I think men and women have this false narrative that they've either bought into <laughs> or created yeah. that they can fix another person, that they can be the one to change a person. Talk to us about why that was important for you to share that through Grace and Dr. Bama.
0: Well, I had a conversation not long ago, and I've had many of them with uh, women who tend to forget that just because we have that nurturing ability doesn't necessarily mean that your job is to nurture the man when you meet him. That's not your assignment at that point. And so I find that sometimes we forget what our position and where we should be when we're meeting someone, and so therefore we begin exercising some of those things too soon. Because it's not time yet, yes, in a relationship, yes, after you're married. But some of this you have to wait and see what's in the person's heart. And I think I talk about the fact that marriage has been on the decline since the 1960s, and that's both inside the church and outside of the church. So the question becomes what is it that we need to go back and fix and do that we have fallen away from, and that is to talk about it, to teach it it and to give more examples of how to prepare yourself for that place that you hope to be to be at some point. When it happens, you want to make sure you're prepared. And so we're just not talking about it, uh, discussing it, or even sharing tips. And so that's why it was important for me, not only to write the first two books, but I was really excited about how this particular one turned out because it was just for in response to the male readers who asked that this happened. And just like you said earlier, The books, neither one of them are bashing either one, whether male or female. It didn't matter which um, dating partner I was addressing. I made sure that there were nuggets in all of the books for whether you're the male or the female. There's always something in those stories that you can pull out for yourself.
1: Yeah. There's another uh, thing that comes up in the book, and it's from a surprise guest that that pops up in the book unexpectedly, Dr. Velma, who shares something that I think is so interesting and I, I wanna read a bit of it because I think it's an important thing for our audience to take mm-hmm. in and that is, you know, what we need to make sure about, I think, you know, as we kind of, you know, think about what we want uh, and what we're going to be able to, you know, to to get in our lives. Uh, I I love the fact that this special guest brings this point up. Be aware that we are all at different levels in our faith, but the key is to mm-hmm. find someone of the faith. I want to talk about that because it goes to the point you were just making. Because I think again, so many times we have that idea of changing people, right? That maybe okay, maybe this person's not as spiritual, maybe they're not this or that or maybe yeah i know this could be a little different but i really like this about them talk to us about the tough love that comes in this uh because one of the things that that special guest says is that let god decide your course it, it's not always we always try to take the wheel um when it goes to these things but talk to us about that dr Bamba. what it like for you to remind the men of not being the one to try to force things
0: Absolutely, and not being the person trying to fix it because, again, men are fixers, women are the nurturers. So we try to turn those things on at the wrong time when we need to allow that person to be who they are so that we can discover who they are in their hearts. I think it's important for us to understand that no one is going to all be at the same level. My husband and I were not at the same level when we met. I was well advanced in teaching Bible classes (laughs) by the time he and I finally married and got together. And so there was a moment where he, he had some growing to do. I mean, he was a man of faith, but he had some growing to do. And I think it's important for us to show that level of grace because we are not God. And that I find more people doing that than it's just surprising that they judge others based on what they see and what they know, and they're not God at all. And so we have to be careful not to be so judgmental. We have to be patient with with each other because who's to say you're not the one that will help that other person grow even more. So you have to be careful how you judge a person based on where they are in their faith as long as they have faith. And so it doesn't matter what level they're at. And then that's why I said let God decide because even after you marry the person, there are moments when, God is going to have to step in to to allow you both to grow in the way that you should grow. And so if one person is not ready for the next level but the other person is, then it takes grace for you to be patient and be prayerfully uh, lifting that other person up during that period of time. So practice grace in the beginning and you'll, you'll not have problems practicing grace once you're married.
1: Yeah, such a great reminder for us all. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, it's on the radio side or online. You're listening to conversations live. We're excited to welcome back best-selling author Dr. Velma Bagby. She's celebrating her newest bestseller, *The Wrong Catch*. She'll tear down the house. This is book three in the Catch series. So, uh, Dr. Velma, I want to go backwards now that we've kind of whet their appetite with the new book. Let's go backwards as to how this all begin? Because I've kind of referenced the fact that what you've done from the catch no one wants to the wrong catch to now she'll tear down the house. Let our audience know that are just finding out about the series at the Venmo. What inspired you to start this?
0: What inspired me to start this is over 30 years of um, pre-marriage counseling with my husband, um, counseling single women, having conversations with women just in general. Um, just all of that uh, just led me to Uh, What I said earlier, there's such a falling away of preparation, teaching and training and preparing us for that role of marriage because people go into marriage not understanding what to expect. And so therein lies a lot of problems that don't have to happen because there will be a a lot of challenges without you getting involved. It's just going to come. But if you can avoid some of those things early on by getting yourself prepared and understanding what you're going into, then that certainly helps. Especially as what we just talked about, knowing how to share and give grace to the other person. So I just think that part of this journey has helped me to resolve some of the, some of the issues that I've witnessed uh, in my Little piece of the pie, just writing about it, telling stories about it, and hopefully helping people to discover some of the things that they can change or fix or examine. Uh, then I I feel like I've done what I was supposed to do. So I had to figure out a way to get this information out here, out there, and using these stories has helped me to do that.
1: So I want to ask you a question I have not asked you before, Dr. Belma, and I thought about it when I was prepping for this segment today. I love the fact that you shared the background, right, that this is something you've done for decades and being able to help others. But what was it like for you to give them a name? What was it like for you to give them a life, and then to give them situations. Because what you've done with with Grayson, Veronica, and the other characters we've met, you've made them real. What has that been like for you to take what has been your experience and to turn them into characters that now people can read about and relate to?
0: Because they're real.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're real, Cyrus. These are real experiences. These are real cases. These are real examples. What they feel are real feelings, and so therefore it wasn't difficult to do that. It wasn't difficult to create these characters because all of these scenarios have happened and they have occurred. They're real, fictitious for this book. But many times people who have called me and reached out to me and said, this is exactly what I experienced. I was this person when I got married. I didn't know what to do. No one told me. No No one taught me. And to hear those kind of things, tells me that's important. And another woman who said, she was uh, one of the early readers, she said, I'm getting these books from my son's friends. They really need to read this and understand what they should know. And I thought, wow, that made me, that validated what I feel that I was supposed to do my assignment in responding to the male readers in writing this book.
1: Yeah. You also say something interesting, too. Um, I mean, us as guys, we are sometimes, you know, accused, sometimes rightly, not always, yeah. of not listening yeah. um, and not hearing. But, but Grayson said very early in the book something I want to read, and I, I think this is an interesting thing. You, you wrote through Grayson, a woman who will not listen or have frequent deep conversations, the words listen and silent use the same letters. It's been said there is a reason God gave us two ears and only one mouth. Showing an unwillingness to listen can show a lack of understanding or someone who is unreasonable. It's difficult to reason with unreasonable people. And yet, even though he called it a red flag, we as men and sometimes women too think we can still change that individual. Talk about that, the importance of the art of listening and the role of that in this book, because really it is about not only seeing what the what the woman is doing, but also listening to what she's saying. Talk to us about the importance of that.
0: In so many of my conversations I've had with single women, I've always said to them, you have to trust God in them. And that means that my hands have to remain off in terms of what can be changed or what... Can be he can be convinced of or what he needs to understand, I removed myself from it. And I said, the greatest weapon that you have in your marriage relationship is your prayer life. And so even before my daughters met their mates, well, my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter still hasn't met hers yet, but at that stage, I said, practice praying for him now, even though he doesn't have a face yet, he doesn't, you don't know his name yet. This is a, this is an assignment that's going to continue even after you marry. There are times when you have to be quiet and be silent. And that, that's why I said what I said about the two ears. There's a reason God gave us two ears and only one mouth that listen and the word listen and silent uses the same letters. There's something to that because there are times when we have to learn to just keep quiet. But you're quiet with the person in terms of whatever that issue or challenge is, but you're not quiet with God. You're talking to God about and asking God to intervene. And so, therefore, you're showing grace to whatever that situation is, but you're also asking God to intervene. And that's what I mean by trust God in them. Therefore, it is not necessary for me to enforce any changes. I trust God in them.
1: Such a powerful point, and such a great reminder. Mm-hmm. I think for all of us. So I asked you about the growth. As I mentioned, there is a surprise guest that makes an appearance uh, <laughs> as Grayson is talking to, um, to to the men. I will let you decide, Dr. Velma, if you're going to let them know exactly who that person is. But did you know going into this book that there would be another voice that kind of lends some advice and assurance to the men?
0: I did not. Not until the end. I did not know about this particular piece until the end, and it made so much sense because Grayson's wife, Vicky, has been silent pretty much in books one and two, and much of this book she again allows her husband the grace to do what she believes he's been assigned to do, she doesn't interfere, she doesn't interrupt, she supports him, all of that, but she has not been involved it was Grayson and the daughter, Veronica, who hosted the first women's conference in book two. So here we have Grayson inviting his wife to come and speak at the men's conference. And I think it was a powerful testimony in terms of how they support one another and how she supports him and what he has to do. Because there are women who would complain constantly. You're always at a conference. You're always working with the men. You're always, you're always, you're always. I can see women doing that. But Vicky doesn't she she supports her husband and what he's been called to do and shows him him grace the entire time.
1: love that, and I love the fact that she shares a bit of their backstory too. so talk to us about that. Yeah. How did you come up with Vicky's backstory, and how much could you relate to her backstory?
0: I can relate a lot to her <laughs> I think it's important. Like I said, to to use some little tiny bits of truth and yet make it fictitious and uh, more of a fictional story. But still, it is what it is. And it sounds like you picked up on a few things, Cyrus.
1: <laughs> uh, I may have. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know, I will say this. One thing that really caught my attention, I don't think this is spoiling anything things that she's told who it is, no. was Vicki yeah. talking about her own father. Yep. Yep.
0: Is one thing you want to
1: tell
0: us about that? She <laughs> had her mind set on someone else, and her father said, no, that's not who God said you should yeah. marry. It's this guy who just happened to be Pastor Grayson. He wasn't the pastor at the time, but. She told of how she, her friends told her the other guy, and, and the other guy she was dating was a little aggressive and wasn't really treating her as well as she should have been treated. So she saw all kind of red flags that should have gotten her out of that relationship, but she needed to be convinced, and her father helped her to take a chance on Grayson, and that's who she married.
1: Wow, and look at that, and look at how that has worked out. So uh, there yeah. is and definitely an interesting thing that happens at the end. We won't spoil that for our audience, Dr. Velma. So, yes. so talk to us about, about the, again, it goes to the point I was making about you creating this family. You've now created this family that people are getting, getting used to. Um, I heard you say in another interview about Book 4, is that something you're already actively plotting out?
0: Yes, I am. And there's a clue to that book at the end of this
1: book. I I, I think I picked up that with the woman. I, I think I picked up on that. Okay. <laughs> so yes. Okay. okay, yeah, I think I picked up on it. So that gives our audience something to look out for. But in the meantime, if you have not mm-hmm. caught up already, you want to make sure you guys do pick up the catch series. It all begins with the first book, the catch no one wants. Then you have the Wrong Catch, and now the newest book, The Wrong Catch, She'll Tear Down the House. It is out now. You can get all three of the e-books. Of course, you can also get the paperbacks of The Catch No One Wants and The Wrong Catch as well. Dr. Vim, I do have a couple more things I want to ask you about um about the, the wrong catch. I wanted to make sure I got that in about the backstory uh, before I, I ran out of time here. But I do want to ask you about the wrong catch you'll tear down the house, because one thing I love that you did in this book, and I didn't mention it mm-hmm. the first time we talked, is Grayson validating all that the men already have to deal with yeah. because of being men, being the color yeah. of their skin, the things that yeah. are already – why was that important for you to acknowledge?
0: Because sometimes people forget what uh, African-American men have to deal with every day, even women. And so that's what he's riding on. That's what's riding on his shoulders every day out in the world. And then he comes home for peace and support and love and, and comfort and, and just to be affirmed and confirmed by his spouse, his wife. Some of these women use that as an opportunity to, to lash out. And when you need to really consider what's riding on his shoulders every day. And so I thought that was important to present in the story.
1: Yeah, such a great thing. And I love the fact that you give each one of the women a a different uh, perspective, for sure. Um, Again, giving Mm -hmm. men something uh, very direct to be able to look at. I think, too, I love the engagement with the men, the same as we saw with the wrong catch as well. Uh, As you mentioned, there is a teaser uh, as to what is coming, which is great, but also some changes coming to the families as well. I love the fact that we're able to get that as well. Dr. Velma, a really great conversation with you as I knew it was going to be. Always fun being able to catch up with you. We do invite the audience to be able to go ahead and get their copies of the books on Amazon. You all can get them there. But Dr. Velma, you have a lot of things going on on your website. Why don't you let them know what your website is and what they can find there?
0: Sure, you can reach me at drdelmabagby.com, and I definitely would encourage you to subscribe to my page because there lots of freebies and goodies being given away during this span of celebrating the release of this particular book. We're also going to be giving away uh, some copies of the book itself, and so you want to make sure you're you're engaged uh, on the website as well. Pretty soon we're going to be adding uh, some marketing um, the marketing material that will support the story so far what we have and will be available on my website is a copy of the men's cup it's a cup for men that says has a crown on it and says she's my crown based on proverbs 12 and 4 mm-hmm. someone had asked me about that asked me about um the crown uh, and what the woman represented in terms of her crown in in Scripture, and that Scripture came to mind. And I thought, why not create some cups that the men can have and use for themselves that uh, validates what we talk about in the book. And there's more to come.
1: All right, more to come. So we definitely can look forward to that. Again, everyone, Dr. Velma Velma Bagby has been our guest. Make sure you guys are staying connected with her. Get your copies of the books. And, Dr. Velma, looking forward to our next conversation together.
0: Thank you, Cyrus. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Hey, always a pleasure, and we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, now let's go make today amazing. Take care.